everyone and welcome back to another whole quacker. This week we're not going to mull on any particular self-development topic. We thought we'd just have a chat about how things are getting back to normal and how that's impacting our, our mental health and how we're feeling about things. So to put things into context, to this evening Boris has made the announcements that as of the 19th of July... All bets are off. Everything back to normal. <laughs> Fill your boots. Well, it's um, the announcement, so we... but it's not the announcement, isn't it? So it's we're not on... the actual announcement. It's the pre-announcement. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to do some mulling on that and about how we've kind of ventured back into this new normal over the last few weeks and, and how that's left us feeling around what we want to keep and not keep from what we've learned over the last 18 months. But before we do that... Gillian, <laughs> how quacker are you? Ooh, well, it's really odd. I think it was just saying just before we started recording, I'm trying to think how quacker I've been. I feel like it's kind of one of those odd weeks where I look back and I don't feel any peaks or troughs. So maybe Ooh. that is kind of, I don't know, kind of sailing along quite smoothly. Um, but equally, it makes me realise, you know, I kind of like the peaks and the troughs. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the troughs a little bit less uh, but then some of the peaks I'm not a massive fan of as we know um, so I think it kind of just illustrated to me sometimes that I don't know you kind of do need the good and the bad and everything in between to actually kind of acknowledge life and just you know what's what's good about life if you don't have some bad stuff um, but what I have had I've had a nice weekend. This last weekend, I've uh, been in the forest with some friends. <laughs> that sounds really weird. <laughs> Just in the forest with some friends, doing a Bear grills thing. Not really. Uh, no, we stayed in a lodge with a hot tub. So that was <laughs> so nice. quite the opposite, really. Yeah, quite the opposite. Definitely not Bear grills at all. Um, so that was very nice. And yeah, just like you say, just kind of seeing a few people, not going too crazy on that that aspect. But yeah. All right, thanks. How quacker have you been, Emma? The I've been a bit more bouncing around with my quackers. The a little bit of up and down, still struggling a little bit with kind of self confidence and and kind of the how I'm feeling about myself. But also had a really nice weekend. Um, so I had my first stand up paddleboarding lesson. Woohoo! So we did an hour on Sunday morning. Um and got out managed to stand up didn't fall in <laughs> oh <laughs> boo you gotta fall in <laughs> the instructor was like i want you all in by the end of the lesson i was like no this is why i want to board i don't want to be in the water i want to be on the water um but kind of just had a real moment as kind of we paddled out around the back of the lake and kind of all the noise died off and it was just the splashing of the water and i was like yes this is this Good. is what I need mm. right now. We we saw some ducks, a couple of herons flew over, got excited about the herons, nearly fell in. If I'd fallen in, it would have been the herons' <laughs> fault. But yeah, really enjoyed it. So so much so that we're we're going back next week for an after work paddle. Oh nice. Which, yeah, which I'm really looking forward to. So is that one is that at the university or are you is that at Colic? No, we're um, Spring Lakesing. Oh, it is for, Spring Lakes. An after work paddle, yeah. So it's none of the above, is what you should say. No. None of the above, Gillian. <laughs> nice. Yes. Also, recommend their cake. Oh, love a bit of cake. Their coffee was really good. Mm. Oh, well, in that case, I may have to come with you after work one day. Yeah! After work paddling cake. Yay! Well, I might do an after work swimming cake, which actually does remind me this is really bad. Though. I'm going, yeah, everything's been quite kind of flat. No, it hasn't, because. What, two weeks ago, I did my two and a half K swim. 
Easter. We did. Um, at, like, got up at four in the morning. Didn't swim at four in the morning. I think we set off at about six in the morning. Um, I did feel particularly elated after that. Uh, so, yeah. So, maybe that's just it feels quite a long time ago now, but it's only been a couple of weeks. Um, so, yeah, and currently doing the Fitter Together Challenge, just trying to basically be as active as possible and cover as many miles as possible through various activities um, in the next six weeks. So, yeah, I feel like I've been sweating a lot recently, basically. Yes. <laughs> Me, so we, um, we've taken up indoor rowing because my other half has been told he's not allowed to run anymore because of a leg injury. And um, I've got some problems with my knees. The doctor recommended for both of us rowing. So we have invested in a rowing machine and taken up indoor rowing. So I rowed 53 miles last month. Flipping heck. You should join on my Fitter Together team. (laughs) Boost (laughs) boost my mileage. (laughs) I'm trying to think how many I've done, but I did do a 10K yesterday while... Probably a little bit still under the influence of Prosecco. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, you can only imagine how, I don't know, just that. Yeah, that was hard work. Yeah. Yeah. No no, no exercise while under the influence. Not nice. No, 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 no. Well, yeah, not not purposefully under the influence, I hasten to add. Um, But, yeah, so, like we said, Boris kind of, well, the, the actual announcement, I feel, is supposed to be a week today. And... The government being the government, they like to, I don't know, there's kind of like, uh, I'm going to put inverted commas, leaks. Or today, not even leaks. There's just like, actually, Boris is going to stand in front of people and go, we're going to do all of this stuff, but actually, we're going to wait for the data next week. It's like, kind of not, though. You're kind of already announcing it all. So um, I, I, I kind of assume what we've heard today will happen. Um, although I appreciate they haven't announced everything yet in terms of things like travel and isolation and all of that malarkey. Um, but yeah, how are you, I guess, like hot off the press? How are you feeling about it all? Really kind of bizarrely anxious about it because I think I looked at today's data and the fact that we were nearly up at close to 30,000 cases again and appreciate the hospitalizations are still really low compared to where they were the last time we had this number of cases per day but for me it's the little things like you know well mask wearing will become Mm. voluntary and the whole thing about mask wearing is it's there to protect others rather than yourself (laughs) and the I think if there's one thing we've all come to understand about the British public over the last couple of years is that we can't really be trusted to do the sensible thing and the so, yeah, I, I think you said earlier something along the lines of you can see mask wearing becoming quite divisive. Yeah. And I think I really agree with that. And I'm certainly not in a place where it feels right to stop mask wearing and being courteous in your thought to other people. And so, yeah, I can kind of... I can almost get behind the the relaxation of opening other things up and allowing those industries to kind of get back to normal and all that stuff, great stuff for the economy. But to do all of that stuff and remove all social distancing and mask wearing all at the same time just feels like a step too far for me. Yeah, I well, I think for me as well. And I think as soon as anybody... I, I think the term common sense... Um, I actually start to get my back up now when I hear it because there are just certain things that there is no common sense about. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean as in 
I'm not a virologist. The majority of people are not virologists. That's not common sense. It's not something that everybody has in common or something that you just happen to innately know from having grown up. I mean, I don't know, dealing with day-to-day bugs like colds and stuff, yes, you've got common sense around that uh, because you probably know, well, A, you probably just know you're going to catch it if someone else has got it, but hey, you know, you might feel a bit grotty, but it's not the end of the world. Whereas with this, it just feels a bit... I, I, I don't know. I think personally, yes, I will wear a mask when I'm indoors, um, when I am in a place where it feels particularly crowded. I mean, I sometimes wear it outdoors. If Like if I'm in the centre of Nottingham and it feels particularly crowded, I'll still wear a mask um, just because it. why would I take it off if there's just people all around me? Um, and it just worries me, like you say, that I'm reliant on other people having the same courtesy for me. And as we know, one of my values is social responsibility. (laughs) And that's where a lot of my anxiety last year came from, was the fact that we're asking everybody to do something for somebody else. And so many people, that's not their value. And I have to accept that. A lot of people's values are around their freedoms and their ability to choose for themselves. And I have to respect that. But it's really hard when you kind of feel like, but actually your actions have a direct consequence on either me or my loved ones or, you know, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, feeling a bit not very happy about it all. Yeah. I think I half expected them to say, we're going to reopen kind of, you know, clubs and we're going to allow gigs to go back to normal subject to, I don't know, some kind of, you produce a negative test on the door yeah. like we've done at some of the test events and almost the but whilst we're doing that mask wearing will stay in place and then once we get to I don't know 95% of the population double vaccinated then you know we'll we'll feel like we're in a position where we can remove mask wearing and it almost becomes like we deal with flu in that you know we all have a annual vaccination and we just get to a point where we have to learn to live with the virus and I'm yeah, I think I was almost expecting a bit more of a staged end to everything as opposed to, apparently as of the 19th of July, there is no more COVID. Well, the thing that I, I do chuckle at as well is, obviously we work in data, obviously we work in things like test, like we test things in data. And when we do that, we do A-B testing or we do, we take a control group or there's all sorts of ways that you do statistical analysis on things. But what you're testing is the, I guess, the situation you want the outcome to be like. Now, to me, the test events, exactly like you said, everybody's had to either have a negative test or like double vaccination or whatever else. So they've done these test events with all of these measures in place. And they go, great, we've had successful test events. Now we'll remove all the stuff that actually we would... I'm like, that's not a test event. That's basically... That's a completely different scenario to what you're talking about now. You're not talking about people having negative tests before going to a nightclub or... Yeah, find it find it a bit odd. That's not how testing works in my experience. No. And no. <laughs> no. um, yeah, then it's kind of got me mulling on stuff like... Obviously, we've all got used to working mostly remotely for a lot of people over the last year and I've kind of found mixed bag about that in that the and I know a lot of people have talked about this because you don't have the commute you kind of you're you're online at the time that usually would have started your commute and you're probably still online at the time that you would have got home before so it is a bit more work 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 and I've missed things like 
bumping into those people in the office and having the random conversations or overhearing stuff that you can contribute to. So there's definitely things like that about the office I've really missed. And I found it much harder to create the work-life balance in terms of switching off from work because it's all pretty much from within your own home. So I am looking forward to having a bit more of that split. Like today I was in the office and logged off, put my laptop in my bag and got that mental separation of my laptop is now in my bag and I'm leaving the office and I'm going home for the evening. So I am looking forward to that. But on the flip side of that, whilst I've been home, I have been much, much better at taking a lunch break. Mm Mm-hmm that I just I know I'm really bad at in the office and actually when we took up rowing I now row three days a week on my lunch hour and I take a proper hour for lunch and I get some exercise and actually I come back with a much clearer head and that's been really really good for me and I'm concerned about slipping back into those bad habits of I'm not taking a lunch break I'm not doing the exercise I'm not making that time for myself because I think about by the time I get home Am I really going to make that time for the exercise because I'm home and I'm tired and there's stuff to do like cooking and and sorting out, I don't know, a food shop or something like that? The, there's going to be lots of things to get in the way of those great habits that I've built up. And yes, I don't want the bad habits to continue. I want that work-life balance. But actually, as part of that work-life balance, I want that time that I've created for my mental and physical health to stay. And maybe, I guess maybe the fact that you're saying those things and therefore you're aware of it. And actually those are the things that have made a difference to you in the last year or 18 months or God, how long has it been? I don't uh, know. Quite a long time. Then, you know what, at least that's good. And it's almost maybe what you need to do is like kind of write it down. Almost that whole commitment to yourself. I will, you know, I'll endeavour to do this. And I really hope that it will be more hybrid working than full back in the office so maybe it'll be I, I don't know like how many days a week you'll work from home and you go those are the days I'll do my exercise because it is difficult if you're in the office and you don't a have access to your um, rowing machine and b it might be chuck it down with rain outside or whatever so you don't want to therefore go out for a walk or sometimes you just think well I'm in the office and I'd rather just get my head down get the stuff done and then I can go home um so it is a different environment but maybe it is a case of okay except the fact that on those days that's what's happens but I guess it's that conversation around you know kind of the flexible working um but yeah it's really tough because that obviously depends on where you work and the attitudes towards that and also I know like obviously for you as a line manager it's also knowing that I think like we said before in one of the previous episodes it doesn't work if say you're in the office I don't know two days a week and one of your team's in two days a week you may never see them unless you actually think no we need to have the same two days a week or whatever yeah so it's yeah it's almost it's it's having those conversations as a team around what almost like why are we back in the office and let's let's maximise those reasons for being back in the office rather than just suddenly actually we're all sat in the office but on different days of the week so we still don't see each other. Yeah. Yeah. And there have been really nice things about that over the last couple of weeks. You know, for the I've had various reasons I've needed to go in over the last few weeks and actually in doing that, the by being in at the same time as some of the team, we've reinstated things like walking one-to-ones and it's just been really, really nice to kind of get out and have a conversation in person with the team and that's the stuff that I do miss the I think one of my 
my niggles at the moment is almost all of those bad habits that have crept in during remote working. Mm-hmm. I think I think there's been almost a decline in respect for because people are on early and on late and there's no commute. I think people are putting in meetings at kind of whatever time with the expectation that, oh, well, you're remote working, so why couldn't you attend this meeting? And the I think there's been a lot more of that and a lot more of, you know, oh, I'll just ring this person or I'll just I am this person and expect an immediate answer because, you know, they're available. Why wouldn't they be available? They're remote working. The I think there's been an awful lot of that building up, in particular in the last three or four months. And I think that's something that as we move to what's probably going to be some kind of hybrid working, how do we kind of get on top of those sorts of behaviours and how do we nip that in the bud? Because Yes, I don't think that's going to help with with just the creating that proper work life balance if you're constantly on guard for has something gone in. I don't, I'm randomly holding up my the way of the productivity ninja book at Emma because I just really thought you you have just made me think about that because I had a really good conversation with um, a lady that I work with last week who was just we were just like sharing hints and tips on kind of I guess kind of yeah how to protect your time and how to make sure that um you're being as you know productive as oh gosh you know I, there's something about the word productivity that actually sometimes I just like ticking off your to-do list is not necessarily being productive so you have to be very careful um but it's really interesting what you're saying about people putting meetings in and just expecting or expecting an instant response and it's almost it's, I guess the productivity ninja training that we had a while ago talked about kind of being deliberately kind of incognito, <laughs> putting in meetings just for yourself and being quite strict with them in terms of making sure that you don't let somebody else just come in and railroad that time. Um, and it is tough, but actually I, the other day I, I had some um, focus time blocked out in my calendar and then I get those emails from, oh, can't remember, is, is it the COT? I know it's the My Analytics. I can't remember. I get some sort of email that basically talks to me about how my how my focus time goes. And uh, apparently I respond to emails far too quickly, 50% of the time in, in my focus time. <laughs> so I was saying, right, what I need to do when I've got focus time in my diary is actually just turn my emails off. Um and I think it's, I don't know, you have to kind of agree that as a team, really. Just say, look, if I'm not responding and I've got focus time in my calendar, <laughs> maybe accept the fact that I've actually got something that weirdly I need to focus on. So therefore, if it's an emergency, the way to get hold of me is X, Y, Z, or else I'll just respond when I can. But yeah, it's it's definitely tough. It Yeah, and I guess... When you're back in the office, though, there's always that risk someone just rocks up at your desk. I know. And, yeah. and the thing is, I know that part of the productivity ninja work, they were saying, just go and talk to the person. I'm like, no, don't, because I might be in the <laughs> middle of something else. Please don't. Please drop me an email and ask if it's OK, um, because I might be an extrovert, but I still like to know in advance if I'm going to have to talk to somebody. Oh, dear. Um, but yeah, it's... It, it is, it is tough. Um, but hopefully, maybe when you get a bit of your artificial commute back, not even artificial commute, a bit of your actual commute back, it at least helps. You know, you just have to block the time out, I guess. Yeah. I will be I... going home. <laughs> even it is just from one room to another room. Mm. 
the and it's just it's little things like that like you know the obviously with with the enforced homeschooling and all of that kind of stuff the we've spent a lot of time together as a family over the last year and some of that's been really quite strained and has been tough but the at the same time it's been incredible to have all of that time undisturbed time together as a family that you just don't normally get of a weekend or or after school or whatever because you know there's there's swimming lessons and this person and you know there's kind of yeah lunch dates and coffee dates and all of that kind of stuff and thinking about how just to protect some of that family and me time as well so almost the yes there's the in work focus time but how do we protect some some of that reflection time that we've all had during lockdown like I think a lot of people from a mental health perspective introvert or extrovert have kind of appreciated some of that that space absolutely I've I've kind of loved it I don't think I necessarily realized that I would <laughs> um and I I think at the moment it feels particularly jarring more because because of the fact you can start to see people again there's a you know almost everybody's doing the whole oh you know when should we meet up and it's it's an artificial kind of clamor if you like which had yeah. had life been normal because I've had to reflect on this quite a lot over the last couple of weeks because I think it, I have been feeling quite stressed about managing my diary and making sure that I don't get too really busy but equally seeing people because I want to see people and I was thinking this is this is not normal when you've not managed to see people for a, a long time and you know suddenly it's like oh you know who who wants to go out and I mean I and I want to see people just just trying to make sure that not every single weekend is full or every single evening or anything like that but it's tough because you equally want to see people um so yeah I'm kind of hoping that a if you're a bit more conscious about it you can try and protect some of that time but also things will probably will calm down a bit I would think in the next few months as you kind of go yeah I've seen those people now (laughs) (laughs) yep that's fine it's like everyone will be like yeah we've caught up with Gillian now we don't need to see her for a while that's fine yeah we've just forgotten actually she's quite annoying so yeah we'll wait another six months (laughs) (laughs) that's fine um yeah but I I mean I know I know friends who kind of said what they've really loved is almost just having that time to go out like go out for a walk um not really had to think about right when almost like planning when's the next time we can go out and have a good eight mile walk because actually every weekend there's not been much else to do other than do that and suddenly you're looking looking ahead and going oh I don't actually know when I'm going to fit that in and you do you feel sad because that's something you've really enjoyed doing um so yeah it's trying to balance what you've learned over the last 18 months with also you know getting a bit of the old life back as well but trying to get the best of both and not the worst of both yeah definitely i am not hugging people yet <laughs> somebody went to hug me the other day and i was like no 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 hugging i've i think i've probably hugged a couple of people but it probably is literally a couple of people and it's generally instigated by them um and that's fine and i actually i don't have a massive issue with it equally i think if i was i wouldn't want to i wouldn't want to be hugging lots of people because then i'd feel like oh heck if some, you know, if I test positive, I've hugged loads of people. Um, so I am. I do feel like I'm more aware of it than I normally would be. Um, yeah, weird. I mean, I 
I don't know. I do worry a bit that depending on how they decide to go with isolation when it all opens back up, um, if they do kind of say, oh, you know what, we'll let you know if you've been in contact with somebody. And then it's if they do a bit like masks, it's your choice whether to isolate or not. <laughs> that could be a bit weird because I can't, I don't know. That's complete conjecture. We've got no idea that's going to happen. This is my hypothetical worry coming up in my yep. head. Going to gonna pop that in a jar pop, for later. Pop that. Pop that in a jar. I'll worry about that later. Um, but I guess it's more like actually, I I do feel like I know more people now who are getting pinged, and they've you know they've maybe had a contact and they're having to isolate. And gosh, I mean, I suppose as we open up more, it's there just is a risk of more, that. isn't it? Yeah. Uh, what I'm hoping for, and this is an appeal to uh, Nottingham independent restaurants and cafes that I do like to frequent, <laughs> I'd like to think that there might be one or two of those businesses might go, you know what, there are some people who've really liked the fact that we haven't had to mingle as much, that actually that they probably are going to be nervous about maybe coming in somewhere that feels overcrowded, people aren't wearing masks. And maybe they might just say, you know what, we're going to continue doing table service for a while. And it might be maybe the tables start to get a little bit closer together or something because we go, actually, I don't know, we've got screens or something and or maybe we're outside. But equally, we're not going to have people queuing at the bar because I feel for the hospitality staff yeah. and anybody working in retail, Suddenly, you know, they're the ones if, you know, they could wear masks or visors. But like we've said before, it's not, you know, that's not protecting them. That's protecting everybody else. They're the ones that are going to be coming up across people all the time. Um, so, yeah, I just kind of think it'd be nice if a few places just kind of maybe, maybe they instigate a bit of a slower opening of their own. But when life's been this tough for them, to be honest, yeah, I don't blame them for whatever they do. No. And we had that conversation at the weekend, things like screens in, in shops. Obviously, everywhere's got screens up now mm. because they've had to. And actually, there are a lot of industries that have, to an extent, have always had screens. So like banks and things like that. And it doesn't change your interaction with the person. And actually, the yeah, why why take that stuff away? Businesses have invested lots of money in those screens. And you know, we, we don't know what the winter's going to look like. And actually, if that's just a way for people to still feel a bit safer, even though social yeah. distancing and masks may have gone, then you know, what's the harm in those screens being there? It's not changing anyone's shopping experience. Yeah, that's very true. I guess what would be interesting to see is, as and when, if any of them need maintenance, whether places yeah. start to do the rest. But you'd like to think that's not going to be for a while. And by that point, <laughs> we might know a little bit more about how things are panning out. Uh, but yeah, you'd like to think pe like businesses, if it's it's going to cost money to remove them, they've spent good money putting them in, kind of might as well leave them in for now. So yeah, you're right. If that helps protect kind of people who work in hospitality or kind of, you know, various other um, industries, then yeah, all for that. Although it might be weird, you know, if they do the whole, yes, you can stand at the bar in the pub. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a bit weird, like, hi. Knocking on the perspex. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Can I have a um, drink, please? <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, I think it'll, I don't know. I just don't feel like it, that will feel normal for, for some while. time yet. I, I look back at nights out at like in the picture and piano in Nottingham where there'd be that massive kind of mass of people at the bar. And I just think, oh, I, I don't miss that. <laughs> no. No. 
that yeah that feels so alien at the moment and I, yeah I think that's almost where some of my social anxiety is coming from in that there are things that I'm looking forward to and looking forward to being able to do things like have lunch and coffee dates but yeah the concept of or like being in a, a sold out gig at yeah. the moment just feels like yeah yeah just yeah I want it. I love live music, but at the same time, the thought of like being in, I don't like crowds at the best of times. So yeah, at the back of a pandemic, that just feels really, yeah, alien at the moment. <laughs> no, yeah, it really does. And I think, to be honest, I was always that person when queuing at the bar, I was always the person that could not catch the barman's eye for loving the money. So to me, to be able to order on an app <laughs> and not have to worry about any of that awkwardness or, you know, trying to do that kind of, that sideways shuffle and trying to get your hand on the bar in between the put. Yeah, I yeah, I, I, I'm not in a hurry to get back to that. Or because I have particularly small hands, as people keep you know like to point out to me, trying to <laughs> carry any more than two drinks. You know when people do that. Oh yeah, you can carry those drinks back from the bar. No, I can't. I really can't. I really can't. Um, so yeah, so I'm like brilliant. I don't have to worry about any of that. Just sit in my sit in my table, wait for someone to bring me them great um but yeah i'd mate I'd, I, I just yeah that's the sort of thing i never really enjoyed doing anyway especially when you yeah. wear heels you know i've like yes. wearing heels it's nice like out my feet hurt i just want to sit down <laughs> oh gosh i'm getting so old <laughs> i'm trying to think the last time i wore heels a little while ago i think so i think the moral of our story is there's lots of stuff we're looking forward to there's some stuff that we're a little bit anxious about still. Some of the decisions are feeling a bit bizarre at the moment and we want to see how they pan out. And there's lots of things from lockdown that we'd like to keep. And it's just the anxiety of how, how easy are those things going mm. to be to keep. I think that's really fair. And making sure we hang on to it. I think we all said almost from the first lockdown or whatever, when you then you were kind of saying you know, I need to remember how much I really enjoyed doing stuff before lockdown. So then I was probably thinking, oh, I used to love queuing at the bar. I wish I could queue at the bar. Um, but, you know, you'd have to try and really hold on to how much you missed those things. So in yeah. a way, yeah, like you said, with live music and everything else, I almost need to hang on to that and kind of think, you know what, just go for it. There are, I mean, I've had so many, I've got so many tickets for so many gigs that have been rearranged. I've got no idea when any of them are. I think some of them probably clash now because I just kept, I got fed up of putting them in my diary and them moving again. Um, probably need to work that one out. Um, but yeah, I think I need to really just channel the fact that that's something I've really missed over the last 18 months and just try and embrace at least some of it. But not lose sight of the stuff that I'm now saying I've really enjoyed over the last 18 months that um, that I'm worried about losing now that we're kind of going back into some sort of semblance of something. But who knows? I've not even renewed my passport, though. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not anticipating trying to leave the country anytime soon. Um, no. So, yeah, so I'm definitely not going whole hog and going woohoo <laughs> book a flight <laughs> get me somewhere. on a plane yeah no no uh, but yes so I think between us we'll get through it <laughs> <laughs> like a self-help group I know I feel like there will be a lot of ranting there will be a lot of ranting when it first happens on the 
19, the 19th or whatever it is of July. Yeah. Um, I might have to do a, an initial trip to a shop and see how many people are wearing masks. I have noticed a lot of people in TK Maxx aren't wearing masks already. So that's, I think that's maybe the, the <laughs> Top line. <tip>. Yeah. <laughs> that, especially if you, go to, if you go into the shoe aisle in TK Maxx, I swear to goodness, I've been in there probably about three <laughs> times. Nobody wears masks. So I back out very quickly. Um, there you go. So yes, I might, maybe that, maybe that'll be my test zone. <laughs> <laughs> How many other hours? How many other hours? Keep <laughs> anyway, but, but I guess on that note, yes. <laughs> the, the, it would be great to hear from you on the socials in terms of what have you really enjoyed from lockdown that you want to keep hold of, or what things are you a bit nervous about opening back up on, or what you know, how are you feeling about it? What are you excited for? What are you not so excited for? And I guess we can share some of that on the socials. It would be good to hear about it. It would be good to talk about it because I think as as kind of things start to change, there'll probably be a few more kind of conversational rather than self development episodes as kind of we we come to grips with with that stuff. Seeing as this is our sanity project <laughs> it is like i said our self-help our mutual self-help group <laughs> so please come and talk to us on the socials we're on instagram at, at the whole quacker or you can email us on the whole quacker at outlook.com do we still have a twitter are we, we going with twitter we do but yeah no followers still at the whole quacker <laughs> come and find us and marvel at what's hint, not there hint yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I would, I would genuinely be interested. I absolutely appreciate we have our views on how things are going. I absolutely know people who just can't wait for everything to, to open up. Um, so I'm sure there will be a mix of those feelings out there. Um, but I think, as you normally say at the end of the episode, Emma, I think this really is a case of please be kind to each other and to yourselves because this is you know this is going to be an interesting period and i do worry that some of it could get quite divisive it's just just remember that everybody people have different values to you it doesn't necessarily mean it's anything personal um it absolutely is just you know kind of people trying to do the right thing by themselves um so just yeah be kind and let's get through this together <laughs>